After Dark podcast is sponsored by HHNUnofficial.com, the home of Halloween Horror Nights news and rumors all year round. Find us on the web at www.HHNUnofficial.com. So stop the fog machines and clear the cobwebs. It's time for another episode of the podcast that's nearly the same as all the others. A universal podcast for grown-ups from the After Dark and Connect world. There may be a few naughty words, so it may not be suitable for kids. Enjoy the show! Hello and welcome to the September episode of That Universal Podcast. I don't even know what I'm recording anymore. How, how, how embarrassing is that? I'm like, which one which one's this? I had to really think about that for a second. Uh, I'm Nick, and on this episode, it is a sausage sausage party. Get your bratwurst ready, because we are joined by Mr. D. Hello. We are joined by Craig. Spooky voice. Brilliant. We are joined by Ryan. My sausage is out. For as long as his voice holds out. and, and you also, your sausage out? Not yet. Oh. We're not on video yet. Um, and also, we're joined by the talented Mr. Ripley. Good evening. Uh, you sound you sound healthier than you did last week. Oh, oh yes. Diddled, wasn't he? I've <laughs> got my voice back. I'm still a little bit Tony the Tigerish, but, you know, I'm getting there. Yeah, well, I think you're great. Nice. So, you, you, you basically kicked that in my direction. I like to kick it back. Um, <laughs> right, let, let's start as we mean to go on. Get this bit out of the way nice and early. What are we drinking? I'll, I'll start as I kind of went the first time around. So, Mr. D, what are you drinking? Rum and Coke. Rum and Coke, very good. What yeah. type of rum? A cracking. I'm still, I'm still cracking on the crack. Very good. Yeah. Cracking on with the cracking. Yeah. Um, Craig, if I? Yorkshire tea. Uh, decaf or regular? Regular. Fair enough. You're not regular, though. We know that much. Uh, wow. Ryan? Water. Not honey and lemon? Not honey and lemon. I, I can't have honey and lemon because it screws Water. The... Not a pumpkin space latte. Uh, I did have one of those on. this morning. I did have, have one. grown a vagina? Starbucks is shattered enough, to be fair. Uh, and Mr. Ripley, do you have a drink? Uh, water, water everywhere, unfortunately. Oh, very good. Well, two fannies are better than one. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm just drinking Pepsi Max. And I'm drinking Pepsi Max because... We we're in the doldrums, guys. Like we we have hit the wall. Um, cherry Pepsi wall. Max is hard to come by. Oh, no, I've just wheel. been I've just been playing uh, the Mad Max video game on PlayStation Four because I'm so far behind the times. This game's old. Um, and Quite fun that game. It's, it, I I've, I'm really enjoying it. I've just I've just finished the the main story, so I'm just kind of doing a little a few little side missions. But um, that is what I feel like I'm living in now because 
there is no cherry Pepsi Max to be found near me at all. So I'm going to have to go on a pilgrimage. And, and There seems to be a shortage of carbonated beverages. But uh, the cherry Pepsi Max in Omen Bag. I don't know if you've I noticed was, that. I've not. We, we, we had that a few weeks ago in general. Three for £4. No, we had that in general a few weeks ago. This week, it's been cherry Pepsi Max, only cherry Pepsi Max. Um, that's been short and also bread. We're out of bread in most gotta get markets. Up, gotta sparkling get up. water. For some reason, <laughs> you can't get this sparkling water. Yeah. Sparkling water is very hard to get hold of, but that's why yep. I got myself a soda stream. Uh, other yeah. brands of carbonated water uh, making devices are, of course, available. Um, right. It's September. Traditionally, where did you that's... get the shoulder stream from? 1978. <laughs> they, oh, they, I mean, do you not know the controversy of soda stream? Like um, I, I people are turning out of this podcast in their droves now because I mentioned SodaStream. It's a it's a big political uh, basketball that one. Lots of lots of problems. Um, but now you can buy from Amazon. So September is traditionally the month of Halloween Horror Nights. This year is no exception to that. Unlike last year's, that definitely was an exception to that. Um, so both events have now kicked off. That's right, Chris, isn't it? Yes, Hollywood kicked off a few days ago. They did, yes. But it was it was a week after Orlando. Yes. Why? No clue. Okay. Some time zones. Vloggers, vloggers. Yeah, they can't be everywhere at once. I suppose. The same vloggers are across both. I've seen the same people across both. <laughs> oh yeah, actually, we've got a new sponsor for the, the podcast this episode. I don't think I mentioned it to you guys, but we've got a new sponsor. Have we? Mm. Yes. yes. Is it I vlogger? wish. I wish. It is <laughs> vloggers. We are sponsored by YouTube vloggers. YouTube vloggers film the same shit, different angles. YouTube <laughs> vloggers. Um, great sponsor. Really glad to have them on board. So, um, yeah, that is the problem right now. We're getting lots of footage and it is just exactly the same shit from a different angle. <laughs> and we're going to have that for the next two months. But... Um, has anyone actually caught any video of, of what's going on at Halloween Horror Nights? Mm-hmm. It's some bobs yep. off the trackers, yeah? Yep, same. There are other vloggers than trackers, you know. I, I yeah, I watched them. I couldn't bring myself to do it because yeah. I was... I watched another one. Well, see, that, that's why I could do it. That's why I could do it, Ryan, because I, I'm not going. I can't go. I'm not going to spend two weeks in Croatia. So, therefore... This is the only way I'm going to experience it. But I completely get your mindset with that. I completely I'm, get that. So. I'm waiting for Paige and Mr. Morrow to go, but he's just been to the Crystal Palace for the Winnie the Pooh character dining. Buffy, that's come back $39, but it's come back without any characters. So what's that all about? Anyway, crash just on. a buffet, isn't it? Just um, a buffet. So, yeah, so if you want to watch uh, someone else's. Uh, Halloween Horror Night footage, then you can watch the uh, the trackers on YouTube, um, or you could watch any number of vloggers which were still invited to media events and had their own footage that they could use and not nick somebody else's. <laughs> this podcast is sponsored by the Castle Club Boutique. The Castle Club Boutique is a small Etsy store creating Disney-inspired classic fashion tees plus personalised family trip tees inspired by the Disney parts and your favourite classic Disney films. They also stock accessories, children's wear, and most recently, home decor. Do you have a family trip or special occasion coming up? 
Let them help you design a perfect custom team to mark your event by emailing sales at castleclubboutique.com. They ship free to the UK and also worldwide for a small fee. You can find their store on Etsy or follow on Instagram at the Castle Club Boutique. And if you quote Universal, you'll receive 10% off your order at the checkout. So show the Castle Club Boutique some love and we thank them for supporting this podcast. But Chris, what, what's going on? What's uh, going on with Halloween Horror Nights? Uh, well, it, it, well, I have no clue, actually. Uh, I've been sitting down with a friend of mine who works at Universal, and he's been giving me all of the goss on what's happening next at the studios, Islands of Adventure, and Epic Universe. So we keep, we're, we're, we're completely out of the Halloween Horror Nights loop. Well, we're not completely out. It's just, it's currently done in terms of design it's out there you can go to it and you know i don't know how many discussions they're having for next year just yet really yeah but it'll come back but i'm hearing that this year has been not scaled back but maybe scaled back a bit Hmm. scaled back what i've seen yeah just less of everything Mm. Less to less, uh, it just painted on the outside rather than props, that type of stuff. Yeah, yeah, bits and bobs like that. I've all, I'll tell you what hasn't uh, been scaled back alcohol consumption. Well, mm. I saw someone on Twitter, right? I, don't, I can't remember their name, but they were like, they were proud of the fact that they'd just thrown up in a bin outside. Hey. And it's like, <laughs> really, you know, we've all been there. But really, like sharing it on Twitter, we're like, oh, then I went back in the house and then I threw up again. And obviously, you know, Americans, yeah. they probably only had two beers. And then I shat in a bush. Yeah. Um, the, <laughs> so the first, you know, me and Craig have done this twice. Uh, well, that, no, that's, that's not true. So me and Craig did this once together. And then last time, you know, the podcast pretty much as a group went out at the same time. The first time that me and Craig went out there, um, the first night. Do you remember that first night when there was the power cut? Yeah, everyone was hammered. Absolutely, like people laying on the floor, people puking up into bushes. It, it was like um, when you end up in a street where there's a school, and like the end of year, like disco has happened at a secondary school. And kids have been like knocking back side art and WMD twenty twenty, and just puking up everywhere because they've had like a sip of alcohol. It was embarrassing. It was disgusting. And I don't understand when you're paying good money why that's that's what you want to do. Now, what I will say, as somebody who you know is not massively into horror, and Craig will back this up. Before we start, when we we're at Stay and Scream, we have a few drinks, a couple of pints. Yeah. But not to get langered, just to kind of, just to, you know, mellow you out a little bit, just to get you just a little bit, a little bit wired up. Yeah. But I, not blotting. No, yeah. I do the same. I had a couple in the Simpsons area and then maybe a couple more as the night went on. Hmm. Because, you know, again, I, I'm not the biggest fan of being terrified. I've only been to two events. I, I love, I love both of them and was disappointed not to be going this year. But same reason as you, Nick. 
like just a couple of beers and maybe you know two or three more as the night goes on but never at a point where i've paid you know hundreds of dollars to get into a park just to throw up in a bin or a bush yeah and then not remember any of my night and the thing is universal are strict when it comes to booze yeah you, you, you can't buy, buy you can't buy two like if, if if i'm standing there with craig i can only buy two beers if craig is right there next to me they won't serve me two beers and they're really strict on the ID as well. Massively. So, you know, this isn't a case of underage people no. going getting drunk. That's not happening at all. Well, if it no. is, you know, it's not a common thing. Yeah. I just I just don't get it. But the weird thing is, it seems to be specific nights. So Friday nights, both times, or the last two times we've been to Halloween Horror Nights, Friday nights were definitely the worst behaved guests for the entire weekend. Yeah, see, I've only ever gone to Halloween Horror Nights on a Wednesday or a Sunday, and, and both have been quite good experiences. Mm. And I purposely avoided Fridays and Saturdays. Yeah, well, because we were there for the weekend, we you know we, we didn't have much choice. So we were there Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. But Friday was by far the most, uh, most obvious night of people abusing alcohol and drugs. And look, I, I, I've got nothing against people who want to drink or do drugs, right? It's cool, whatever whatever floats your boat. Just don't be a dick about it. Don't ruin experience for not only yourself but your party and everyone else in the park. Because people are dicks when they're drunk. Don't ruin it for your nan. Well, depends on what you like your nan, I suppose. Um, so yeah, that's what I want to say about Halloween Horror Nights for, for now. But Mr. Ripley, yes, what what have you got? Right. Well, I've I've just been typing up so I don't miss anything. But um, essentially, let's go through the things where there's nothing currently planned, as far as we know. Um, and that is Islands of Adventure. There's nothing planned for that. So, I mean, nobody really knows what's going on with um, Poseidon's Fury, but uh, apparently not very much. I mean, they've invested a lot over the last few years in Islands of Adventure. You've got Hagrid's came online recently, and then very, very recently, you've got the Velocicoaster that... Um, it's been winning awards everywhere. So, do you think, do you, do you think on that uh, they'll they'll go ahead with the the reskin of River Adventure as like a something to tie people over? Um, it's not on this list. It could be. The, the thing I've found talking to Universal, sort of since COVID, is that Universal used to be a very small team, and because they've got so much on the go at the moment, they've expanded quite rapidly. And it seems as though everybody is um, petitioned off against everybody. So nobody, apart from probably the top bods, know everything. Mm. So while that may be possible, and the people I've spoke to don't know about it, as far as I know on this list, that's not on there. Interesting. I've got to be honest. I, I, don't see, I don't see why they would do it. Just because of where, where it is. You've got your... Jurassic World ride now across the other side of the not the other side of the park but you know the other side of 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 that side of the island so you've got this kind of like gangway down the middle where it splits Jurassic World to Jurassic Park yeah I mean don't get me wrong I I, I love Jurassic Park and I really don't like Jurassic World so I'm not that keen to see it change mm. But yeah. the fact that all the other parks are, are going down that route, I yeah, mm-hmm. I understand why you're asking the question. 
Yeah, I mean, it's interesting because it would cost quite a bit to do there what they've done in Hollywood. Mm. Um, but would it give them a, you know, an actual bump in attendance? You know, would people no. specifically go there just to see all the signage change and another animatronic or something? I've got to be honest, the only thing that I can see that they could do to make Jurassic... If they kept it as Jurassic Park, the only thing they could do to update it, for me, would be to replace the T-Rex with a giant um, Ian Malcolm. Topless. Bear oh. shirt. Yeah, I was going to say yeah. bear chest, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Just I, as you I, drop, that'd be The will <laughs> be massively driven up from that. Yeah. <laughs> um so uh yes there's nothing planned for arms of adventure all the focus at the moment is on the studios and on epic and interestingly the people i spoke to nobody has an absolute clue or has any knowledge whatsoever about what is happening with kids zone it seems hmm. to be completely up in the air at the moment because um, as we know, originally, before Epic was a thing, it was going to be the Mario world. Mm. And of course, Mario is going to Epic. And since then, and obviously the challenges that come with the logistics of things like Halloween Horror Nights um, and the Barney IP ending, it's very strange that that area doesn't fit on this list. Is it because Steven Spielberg has strapped himself to the front of E.T.? I don't know. <laughs> I mean, does he still get a check every year for the attendance? Uh, I believe it was a lifetime contract. And also, I'm guessing as well, because he's on the board, that's why, you know, they they obviously closed E.T. down in Hollywood without his uh, permission. Mm. But that's why that will never happen again. Yeah. You know, that's why E.T. is here to stay until either he dies or he decides that the ride can be replaced with something else. Yeah. And I mean, look, he's basically... the ride or something. Well, he's making West Side Story this year. Mm. A West Side Story musical adventure. Why not? But the question then, Mr. Ripley, because whenever I sit here and I think, okay, we know what was happening with Kids Zone. It was going to be Nintendo. That was the plan. That's obviously going to Epic. So what else could they put in? And everything that I think, oh, they could do this with that, you know, that amount of land, is probably something they're going to put over in Epic. Well, the one sort of, um, what should we say, uh, question mark on this list comes from the CEO of Comcast, who recently on a quarterly update was asked by a journalist about properties that they own and how they're going to use them. And he waffled on about how they're maximizing the use of all properties, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, he got a little bit specific and he said that an illumination property is coming soon to the Orlando resort. But everyone I've spoken to also has no knowledge of this. <laughs> so could it be that something like that could go in kids zone? Well, I mean, they've just done... Uh, Secret Life of Pets, haven't they? Off the leash. Yeah. Mm. So technically, that would be very easy for them to do because the ride's already, you know, they've, they've, it's already designed and built. Yeah. Elsewhere, so that means that it's just going to be a copy of of that attraction. Hasn't set the world on fire though, has it? Doesn't matter. Neither did uh, Fast and Furious. Or Fallon. No, I, I think the world. No, neither did Fallon. But I think Fast and Furious they did. They did want that to set the world on fire, but 
you know. Yeah, but it hadn't set the world on fire in Hollywood. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, no one said this is now the best part of the Backlot Tour. No. Oh, my God. I remember going on it and then them announcing it. Or, no, it was leaked by Rodriguez, wasn't it? And everyone yeah. was just like, God, what are they doing? You know? To be fair, it's better than what they had before for, for Fast and Furious. But, I mean, that's that's hardly big praise. I would rather keep Earthquake, the original incarnation. Oh, uh, God, yeah. Yeah, agreed. <laughs> um... So, yes, so no one really knows what's happening with Illumination. I mean, it might be that it's going to Epic because a lot of what I'm hearing about Epic is it's all up in the air again. And this is because of the COVID. Hmm. Is, it, is, it, is it also like Fantastic Beasts, is, like the second movie, didn't do particularly well. The third one, I don't really think there's a lot of people looking forward to it. The third one is an absolute disaster. Yeah, as so, we as we speak, you know, all, all I'm all I see about that third film, or what you keep seeing, kind of leaked out, is oh they've had to do a massive rewrite. Oh, they're already planning re they're already planning reshoots. They haven't finished a film. Problem is, J.K. Rowling is, is not a screenwriter. I mean, that's been very clear from the. First I don't. Time. Yeah, but I don't even think. I don't even think it's her that's a factor with this. I think it's. I mean, obviously, they had the, the whole Johnny Depp situation mm. to deal with. Um, you know, rightly or wrongly, um, then you've got everything else around it, and just the fact that the the second film didn't, and and honestly, I thought the second film was actually much better than the first. I, I agree. I preferred the second one to the first. Yeah, one. I thought it was a much better film, and I thought but that you know it was okay, but it didn't do great, probably because the first film was such a letdown. Um. And I think that I think they're absolutely floundering as to what to do. I mean, wasn't this supposed to be like a five film series yeah. or something? Yeah, it was. Yeah, I'll be so, amazed if it hits four. What my powers told me, and again, this could be you know utter bullshit, but this is what he's telling me, is that Universal sat down with Warner's and JK's people um, very, very recently, as in the last few weeks, and. They had everything planned, as we know, for Epic. And for reasons that you discussed, possibly, they now don't feel as confident with that franchise. Again, this is all hypothetical. It's all just what I've been told. It might all be bullshit. We don't know. Um, but there is a clause within the Potter contract, the overarching contract, that Universal must deliver a phase three. This has always been planned from the very beginning when they first signed up to do Potter all those years ago. They had to do a phase three and it had a time on it, a deadline upon which it had to be done. And that deadline meant that they could do it and put it in Epic. So because of the IP issues and because of their contractual obligations, they're now having troubles meeting that deadline. So you think, oh, well, it's probably not important. They could probably extend it, blah, blah, blah. So going to my power, what they're planning on doing Starting in November, as soon as Halloween Horror Nights finishes, they're going back to the original plan, as in location. They're going to be demolishing Fear Factor. And the original plan was Ministry of Magic, was it the original plan? I think so, yeah. The original rumour. So I don't know, if they're, don't know if they're necessarily doing that, but the, the plan is they're going to take the ride that is completely designed and, and uh, developed that's going in Epic and they're going to plonk it on top of where Fear Factor is. And that ride is basically a uh, simulated ride on broomstick ride. So and it will be entered via um, 
Diagon Alley. Right, so that's what I was gonna I was gonna ask you, like how does that connect up? And I thought that'd be the only logical Yeah, there is a expansion pad there, a small one, and there is already an entrance for this uh area already set up. There's a great big gate there apparently. I can't remember because I've been there for ages, but there's a big old <laughs> gate there. Um and in order to fit this ride in and all the queue and all the back stuff, they need to get rid of fear factor. So that will all go. There'll be loads more planting done in that area, loads more trees and things and a, and a bigger restroom. And that'll basically hide the, the show building. But it will all be accessed by Diagon Alley. Yeah, Craig, do you hear that? New restroom. <laughs> Somewhere else to have a world-class dump. <laughs> <laughs> so is and this going to be... Is this going to be their version of Flight of Passage? Yes. And this Ooh. will is scheduled to open for summer 23. Which, I mean, is possible. I mean, Universal are not ones to shy around when it comes to knocking something up, are they? Well, this is it. Because this ride has been completely designed and developed. They've even got a concept ride built somewhere in, in America that they've already tested it all out and they've got it all they know exactly what they're going to do and it was literally going to be thrown into Epic as soon as Epic started to be constructed and now the plan is because Epic's well behind and they want to meet their contractual obligation but they want to keep the existing original IP the idea is apparently to put it into the studios you know what I think is funny about this as well if we was having this conversation six seven years ago the idea of Universal building a like a proper second theme park, not a second gate or a third gate, but a, a proper second theme park, it would have been absolutely impossible to imagine it without Potter. Yeah. And now, it, you know, that makes much more sense to me because <laughs> I just, I, I don't see how this new world of, you know, Harry Potter is going to fit with anything else. It's yeah. also have the legacy. It's it's down the road as well. The, so they're going to want to keep all the Potter heads in one space, because if if you're going to the three Potter lands, you're going to three theme parks, and you, you've got to get on a bus, mm. and it just doesn't work. That doesn't flow. Great, no, no, you're missing it. You've got to get on the night bus. Yeah, now if that was what they were doing. I'd be all in. Yeah, but it, it'd be the shape buster, wouldn't it? <laughs> it it just wouldn't work. It it literally wouldn't work. It's got to be. They they struck gold with the train and they fluked it with that. Let's be honest. But 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 the, but the 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 key thing though that you're forgetting here is that what we've got at Universal Studios and on his adventure is set in the same period of time. Fantastic Beasts is set what seventy years, yeah. sixty years. You, you could do you could do Paris, you could do New York, or yeah. setting from the third movie quite easily in Epic Universe. And it wouldn't matter. Might still go time. over there. No, but this is in London, and it's the Ministry of Magic, so mm. it's, it makes sense to be next to London, doesn't it? Mm. So twenty twenty three, Chris. That's what you're hearing. Summer twenty twenty three. Yeah. So the. Um, so we don't know if there's going to be any Potter whatsoever in the new um, theme park in Epic. We don't know. So it might be, they might use Fantastic Beasts, they might not. But apparently the contract for Potter was a three-phase deal. And in, by delivering it in the studios, they contractually are obliging with what they promised J.K. Rowling. So apparently she's happy, Warner are happy, Universal are happy because they've got something ready to go that they can put in a track business for 23 
Um, and then this all sets it up for studios and Islands of Adventure ready. You know, they've, they've got new things coming down the pipeline. They can keep attracting um, more and more guests whilst they get Epic ready, which I'm not even sure when Epic's supposed to open now. Is it, was it 25, is it, or 24? It was originally 23, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah, originally 23, but I think realistically 25 is probably going to be the, the absolute earliest. Yeah. We'll see that yeah. Open. So stuff like this will keep what they've got going mm. until that comes online. Yeah. Um, so the final um, sort of rumour um, that, that I've got from him is that in January, this is what this is where it's going now, is that screen number two for Shrek will be removed and they're going to be putting in there a minions based attraction now the original idea now this is this rumor actually i should say we actually ran this rumor in 2016 on on hhn unofficial so this goes back a very long time it was off the table and that's back on the table apparently so the minions uh, attraction will be called um the minions adventure at Villains Con, which appears in one of the films and is actually in Orlando. It appears in Minions. It appears in Minions, right, okay. Yeah. Um, so the original, original idea when we first ran it was they were going to just demolish Shrek altogether and they were going to build a trackless ride based on Villains Con, which would basically be like a rip-off of um, uh, Toy Story Midway Mania. Okay. You'd be in those types of uh, vehicles and that you'd be uh, shooting and getting points using... You basically have a, a generic uh, gun on each cart and with the glasses on, the gun would appear and each screen you went to, the gun would change and uh, so would like the, the booth that you're going to. So it's, it's basically all the different booths in Villains Con. So the original idea was to get rid of Shrek, put minions in Villains Con current idea in order to get something on the uh, books if you like for next summer is that screen two as soon as christmas is over and the christmas rush is gone will be will be internally demolished completely ripped out and villains con will go in there and rather it be a trackless ride apparently it'll be on foot so you'll walk from booth to booth trying out the guns with the 3d goggles this sounds a little bit like. Do you remember when um, Ryanair turned around and said, "We're not going to have seats now. We're going to have people standing up because we can get more people to do it." <laughs> this is what this sounds like. I mean, I've that's got a project tomorrow on Space Your Birth. To be honest, it's it, it's it's a wild concept. It's a ride without a ride. <laughs> it's also something that they can open next summer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which I think is what they're aiming for. A few screens and a few um, few guns. Yeah, it's not, that's not that difficult to pull together, is it? Yeah, no. so apparently the, the, the booths and the, all of the 3D uh, graphics, etc., has all been completed a while ago. And they were apparently, you know, as I said, they were going to leave Shrek in. But for reasons I don't understand, potentially costs, potentially budget, uh, uh, programs, sorry, they're aiming to just put this into screen two, so Shrek remains, but only with one screen, um, and put this into uh, screen two. So then, when they do Halloween Horror Nights, Shrek will just shut down because the Shrek Theatre is easier to close. 
Hmm. I mean, I wonder if it's like almost like a working proof of concept. Because Shrek's been there now for what? 18 years? Gosh. 2003, um, 2004 ish, something like that. Wow. Yeah. Probably has, isn't it? Yeah. So, and I mean, the problem is, is that there's been two Shrek movies since then, plus there's this reboot, which is due out, what, in a couple of years? Yeah. I don't even yeah. know. Like, I know they announced there was going to be a, a reboot, but I've not seen anything from it since. Um, but it's, it's, it's kind of tired, isn't it? And it doesn't help as well that unlike, I think, any any kind of attraction like this, like that Shrek film has been released so many times publicly. Mm. You know, it's been released on its own DVD. It's been released as uh, extras on one of the Shrek films. It's on a Netflix special of mini Shrek films. Like the, the ride film itself has been, you've been able to see it outside of the attraction. And that is so rare. You know, like it's tough to be a bug has never been shown outside of the attractions. Yeah. They kind of rushed that to a degree, I think, that Shrek attraction. I mean, just to get it out, you know, and get people on it. But, it, you know, it, 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 I mean, there were rumors years ago that they were going to build a forest and, uh, you know, do a, like a ripoff of Disney, basically, but with all of their characters from the Shrek universe. Mm. Um, and that probably would have been absolutely fantastic and well done. But, Shrek's kind of had its day now, and if they're going to be rebooting it, there's no point in them building a load of stuff for the current franchise if they're about to change everything. So, well, you know, I'm, it's a very tricky one. What I'm thinking is what if they rush this villains con thing so they can get it out next year? See how popular it actually is. Mm. If it's, And think about how they, what they did with Toy Story Mania. I know it's not the exact same thing, but that ride went out. It was super popular. They had to build a second track. Mm. So what if they build this? It's really successful. Shrek, you know, keeps kind of like dwindling down in numbers. That's super popular. And they go, right, that's the that's the trigger that we need for us to completely get rid of Shrek. Mm. Because then what you could do, bearing in mind its location, is you could turn that whole building into a Minions attraction either with vehicles or keep, you know, both areas as like on foot, whatever, you know, build some stuff around it. Cause wasn't there a rumor at one time that they were going to do like super fun land and it was going to be like carnival games. Like you get in Springfield. So if they're going to do that, like you've got two minion rides literally opposite each other. Yeah. You've got to do something with that space there and make it a bit more themed. Haven't you? Yeah. Well, they've got super fun land at Hollywood. Hmm. Which is, you know, just carnival games. Yeah, but they could. But what I'm saying is, that they could quite easily do it there. If they really wanted it, if they wanted to, and then what you would have then is you wouldn't have Shrek, mm. but you've got this reboot, and you've got a brand new theme park that needs some lands, mm. so and then you me, could do a proper Shrek land over in Epic. The um, th- this sounds like just something they can open up as. Here's something we're doing new for this year and it's going to be nice and cheap. You know, it might still be great, but it'd be cheap to do, relatively speaking, cheap to open. And it, as you were saying earlier, um, it's it ties people over, doesn't it, into Epic Universe. 
Mm. You could even sell it as a preview. Yeah. An interactive preview. Is it, def- it is it definitely a brand new film? What do you the mean? Minions? That they're putting into that theatre, is it definitely a brand new film? Or are they not just moving the film from the Minions ride over there? No, because because what you've got already is Despicable Me. And what we're t- what Chris is talking about here is only in the Minions series of films. Because those Minions films, at least That's the first one... Is it definitely... Coming yeah. from the minions, or yeah. is it? Is are they not just merging the two screen-based attractions you've got into the one space that's two theaters, and then they could repurpose? Me, couldn't they? Why would you want to do that, though? Well, because it's a bit. It's since, it, since it's got two D, it's gone crap. Yeah, it's not great, to be fair. No, but it's popular. Uh, is, the, is the minions it's... DreamWorks as well? No, minions is Illuminations. Ah, so in theory, then the CEO who said something from Illumination coming soon, mm-hmm. he could be referring to this then. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So I, I mean, just assumed it was DreamWorks, but yeah. No, in uh, I'm trying to think of what they've got. So Illuminations have got Pets, oh, pets Minions, yeah. Despicable Me, uh, Sing, Gosh. which those films are quite popular. I mean, the the new ones out in a few months, and that first one's still quite popular. Still um, never seen it. It's 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 good, man. It's good. Or the pets one. Um, two. Yeah, pets pets aren't too bad. Um, what else? They they did the um the Grinch, didn't they? And yeah, they've got the the Lorax. Yeah, and they're doing thing as well. Yep, yeah, that's what we're just talking about. And um, oh um, shit, what was it? I haven't seen that Shrek. What? So, so Illumination, Illumination are doing the reboot of Shrek. It's not DreamWorks now. Oh, are they? Mm. Or it could be. It might be a co-production, but Illumination is definitely involved in that new Shrek film. I mean, it would make sense to open this next summer because apparently Minions: The Rise of Gru is coming out in July next year. Well, Minions: The Rise of Gru was that was supposed to be out last summer. Yeah, and then this summer. And then obviously got bumped again. Well, look, um, I said to my mate, I said, well, look, if they've already designed this Villains Con to be a trackless ride system that's basically like Midway Mania, why don't they throw it in the Blue Man Group soundstage? Because that's just sitting there gathering dust. And he said that that is completely untouched, that soundstage. They've taken all the signs down, admittedly, but it's still a theatre and they are actively um, either in discussions or looking for another company to take that over as a as a nighttime show. Well it's a it's a bit hard, isn't it? Because I'm pretty sure that when they signed up Blue Man Group, Blue Man Group was its own thing. But Blue Man Group is of course now owned by uh the Canadian uh yep. party people. Cirque du Soleil. Cirque du Soleil. <laughs> Cirque du Soleil who of course have their own show or their own new show now opening up in um, Disney Springs this year. I don't know if they have like a a no compete clause or anything. I thought Cirque just went bust. I mean, they still going. They now. did, but in in that usual kind of thing of a company going bankrupt and then you know phoenixing out of that. Oh, okay. I don't, yeah. I don't know exactly what's happened there, but 
I know that Cirque du Soleil are already, um, have, have already opened, reopened some of their shows in Vegas. Right. So they are definitely still a thing. Blue Man Group also went the way of the dodo, but I believe that they are also going back to live shows very soon as well. So they, they the companies obviously went bust, but they either got a cash injection or somebody bought it out or, you know, they restructured, whatever. But, you know, it's not like when something in the UK goes bust. Like, you know, when Woolworths went bust, no one no one bought Woolworths back. Yeah, I lost my job. <laughs> Did you really? Yeah. <laughs> not finding <laughs> losing your job funny. I uh, heard that Woolworths is available online. It was. Uh, yeah, there was. it was around for a bit. Oh, yes. right. It's just gone again, is it? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. They someone bought it with the aim of doing something big with it, and it never really uh, took off. Just sells pick a mix. Yeah, it was, they did sell pick a mix. <laughs> that would be back. That would be back the, one uh, day. That'd the other one. movie that Illumination are working on. Go on, Mario. Hello, somebody. Oh, I remember hearing something because in, isn't there is Netflix still working on Zelda, or is that? Has that gone the way of the day? I well? don't know if they ever confirmed anything with that. I knew there was a Zelda project the on, but yeah. yeah. But no, this this apparently has been announced by Nintendo, but it got announced like three, four years ago. Yeah. Well, I I don't know the director of Sing, but I know people that know him. And uh, I'm pretty sure that was like about a four-year turnaround. I think yeah, he, yeah. he had to move out to Paris about two years while it was in like real fine production. But um, yeah, these films do take a long time to uh, to get done. I'll tell you what is interesting though, Chris, that you haven't, well, not not that you haven't mentioned, but you know, your mm. sources or anything. Um, and this is something that I think we were discussing in one of our group chats the other week. And that's the whole kind of uh, Ferrari around He-Man and the ownership of that. Mm-hmm. Because that is something that Universal have got most of the property rights to, and in two years' time, will have all of the property rights to. Oh. So, I wonder if that is going to be something they're going to possibly do something. Well, I'm, I'm sure they're going to do something with it in one of the parts. But, uh, but they're not animating neither of those. Oh, actually, it's DreamWorks. DreamWorks? No. No. I'll shut up. It's not DreamWorks that are doing the, the series, but... Um, I mean, I, said, I, I, I... Sorry, Nick, go on. No, I, was gonna say, I, I said DreamWorks because DreamWorks do a lot of Netflix cartoon stuff, don't they? And yeah. Man is, is animated on Netflix, but I, it's it's not them that's doing the series, I don't think. No. I mean, I'd heard years ago, I mean, not that long ago, but like when Bourne was coming about, that, you know, they were talking to the Star Trek people, that they wanted to do a comparable land using the star trek franchises um to compete with galaxy's edge but i asked my mate about that and he said no absolutely heard nothing whatsoever about that i mean i also remember a few years before that penn and teller kept coming to orlando kept meeting with universal and what was that all about nothing ever happened of it they got a house out of it did they Halloween Horror Nights. Oh, no, no, no. That was after that. Well after that. Oh, right, right, right. right. This is like 2015, 16. Oh, it was recent. Okay. Okay. Yeah, they kept coming to Orlando. They kept having these meetings and they weren't shy about saying about it um, Hmm. as if it was building up to some big announcement and then nothing. Just absolutely nothing. Hmm. 
I mean, I'm sure they're having all these discussions all the time with different people to try and, you know, put ideas together. Well, what's so, like, interesting with the Star Trek talk, mm. although Star Trek is obviously a Paramount franchise, as of course you know, Christopher, mm. but they've got a new series launching on Nickelodeon, haven't they? They have, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, Star Trek at the moment, I don't know how much you guys are interested in, in it, but it seems to be having loads of little different series, loads of little spin-offs. Mm. Um, and they all seem to be doing fairly well. So they all keep getting recommissioned. They're all, you know, onto their, I think most of them now, apart from the Claudia one, which hasn't aired yet, I think most of them are all into their second season now. Uh, Lower Decks is, has definitely been confirmed and Picard's, I, I don't watch, the, I've not watched either of these, but I know Picard, there's, there was a trailer that came out last week, maybe? For well, Picard's two. confirmed for season three. Um, right. Discovery's got a new one coming out. Um, must be season four or five, I think, coming out end of this year. Um, and then the Christopher Pike Strange New Worlds, that comes out next year, which is a spin off of Discovery. And then you say, as you say, you've got the kids' version, the Nickelodeon one. So, I mean, Star Trek has, Star Trek's probably a bit inconsistent than what it used to be, but it has become an, a big franchise again. You know, it's nowhere near as big as Star Wars, don't be wrong. But. No, but that's only because the, the film series has kind of gone a bit weird. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, they're not planning, I don't think, to make any more. Um... Well, you say that, and then I saw two months ago, maybe. Simon Pegg going, oh no, there's been, you know, it could be the fourth one could be fast tracked. No, I heard they passed on it. I'm not surprised if they didn't, but do you know what I mean? Like mm. the rumor seems to come up every six months to a year. Well, literally, literally last week, uh, Gene Roddenberry's son uh, came out and said that he was still having Tarantino um, begging him to do a Star Trek standalone film. Um, I mean, welcome to Star Trek After Dark, everybody. Um, <laughs> this is just this is just a last branch of Ripley, to be fair. Yeah, it is. But the, the thing is, it's just like there's a lot going on with that, and there was a lot of news that Universal were going to run with it, mm. um, and then nothing. Hmm. You know, yeah, the like Tarantino, the Tarantino rumor is is very interesting. I, it's one of those things that I I'm interested, but not just because of like I just can't see it working yeah that's what Gene Roderby's son said he said we're not making reservoir dogs in space yeah so forget it Tarantino yeah because that's the only <laughs> film Tarantino's ever made is, yeah, is that, that first one from like 1992 um, like Commander Pink Lieutenant Commander Brown you know sounds like a game of Cluedo <laughs> which of course I'm sure there is a Star Trek variety um <laughs> Before, because I know you've got to, everyone's got stuff to do. Yeah, everyone's, you know, Craig's got to go off to work. You've got to go off and do stuff. Um, There was something I was going to ask you before you went, and it has completely passed me by now. So hopefully next month (laughs) I'll remember what that (laughs) is and I can ask you about it. But oh well, never mind. Well, if you boys want to get off. And uh, Mr. D and, and Ryan, we can try and make sense of what the hell is going on in Universal in general. Yeah, just before I go, I don't like Jack's outfit. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> That's his he classic looks, outfit, isn't it? He looks like Andy Pandy. 
<laughs> why have they not done a show for Jack though? Right, okay. Why hasn't he got a whole series of films for no, all right. of the icons? Mm, yeah, so that so many. actually, Chris, that is what I was going to ask you. Oh, okay. Why? <laughs> I mean, Craig Preach has done it, but in essence, and it, this is because we were talking about this the other day, actually. But why have Universal not done anything with these characters they've created? And what I said to Craig before I let you answer that, what I said to Craig is that we are now living in a world where all these companies have streaming flat platforms, they have Peacock, mm-hmm. right? That's their big one. All of these, all of these content providers need content to provide, right? So, five six years ago, it still they still could have done something and they should have done something, even if it was low budget, you know, straight to DVD stuff that they could have sold in the gift shops, but they didn't do it. Mm-hmm. Now they've got this platform that is crying out for content and why have they not gone we can make these on the cheap because we own the ips we can make these on a low budget we can sell the dvds and the parts but we can show these films on peacock and make halloween horror nights into this even bigger kind of thing than it is already well they've had as far as i'm aware they've had all those discussions and they've decided not to they're just risk averse apparently apparently nothing is cheap everything costs so much money to do um, and I know that Bloomhouse are actively developing a, a Halloween Horror Nights picture as we speak, but it's still just in story development. Um, nobody knows which way they're going with it, whether it will use icons, which I doubt. Um, I heard that they were planning on basically doing a, a Cabin in the Woods ripoff with Halloween Horror Nights that the houses come alive. Um, so you've got lots of monsters in the houses played by actors and then they actually become the monsters and start killing the guests. I mean, that's basic premise of what I've heard. Mm. Um, but that was, again, pre-COVID. Whether that's still on the cards, I don't know. I mean, I've tried pitching things. Don't get a look in. Don't want to know. Um, I don't know. It just doesn't seem to be their focus. I mean, but to answer your question why there's no show this year for Jack, I don't know exactly why, but I know like Disney, they are struggling heavily uh, to get people to work for them. And it's not not a case of like, oh, we don't like Universal, we don't want to work for them. They actually pay more money at Universal than Disney. But just everybody, because of the way in which the world is now, that a lot of people have gone back to their homes where they originate from, blah, blah, blah there's not the international side of things for people currently mm. and they're struggling. So they, they, from what I heard was just, they couldn't do a show. They just couldn't get the people and it just cost too much money. RIP fish show. But it doesn't, it doesn't make sense because they've still got a show. Mm. Yeah. The, the show that they've got is a outside contractor from what I've been told. There's something that they put together, but it's someone they basically subbed it out to. Mm. And apparently the the Lagoon show, which is, I believe, what they've done, is not as good as it has been in the past. That is what I'm hearing uh, about that as well. We actually, we've got, um, I'm going to publicly ask him now, because I haven't asked him uh, privately, and I should have done, but uh, we do have a listener going to Halloween Horror Nights in, I think, two weeks. So might be able to coax him 
to make an appearance on here to tell us what he thinks about it. Mm. Um, well, that show, that, that, that one that's in The Fear Factor, is actually meant to be quite raunchy. Hmm. Yeah, from what I've seen, it, it certainly seems more grown up than uh, Academy of Villains. Um, mm. And obviously completely different to what Bill and Ted was. This is... Um, it actually reminded me, a little, from what I saw, it reminded me a little bit of when they had Brian uh, Brushwood there. Yeah, yeah. That one year. Um, in that it was it felt a bit more grown up than what they were doing before. So, yeah. Um, but Chris, thank you very much. No, thank you. I will let you go. And thank you for all of those news and rumours. It'll be interesting to see what comes out of that. Yeah, yeah. So that's what I'm being told. You know, it might be complete and utter bollocks, but who knows? Let's hope it's not. Exactly. Um, so yeah, we'll see you next month for Mr. D, Ryan. Let's uh, let's try and catch up with the other Universal news. This episode is sponsored by Quicksilver Tours. Look, we all know travelling is the worst part of any vacation, let alone when hitting Orlando. And what do you do when you get to the airport? Magical Express is about to disappear. Free transportation as part of a package deal can be hit or miss, and no one wants to queue up for a long time to get a car hire. And that is where Quicksilver come in. They have a free stop for groceries for airport round trips, a complimentary meet and greet service, as well as luggage assistance. And after a nine hour flight, who couldn't want some help with their luggage? And look, podcasts are always promoting things, right? But how many can vouch for the products or service? Well, we can, because Craig has used Quicksilver on previous trips and will be using them again for his next. And he went with 17 people. So whilst we know there are other good companies out there, we personally know how good Quicksilver are, and we are delighted to welcome them as sponsors. And you know what? We can even sweeten the deal. If you contact Quicksilver Tours for a reservation and mention this podcast, they will even give you a special discount of $5 off for airport round trips. That's off their already reasonable prices. So you've tried the rest, and now try the ones who, in our opinion, are the best by visiting quicksilvertransportation.com today. Don't wait if you have an upcoming trip. Book today. So, Mr. D, I'll come to you first because you have seen some of this stuff that's been going on. Um, what have you made of what you've seen of Halloween Horror Nights 30 redo? Uh well, I mean, it's obviously much more back to normal. You know, last year they called it Halloween Horror Nights late, didn't they? Mm. That was kind of the well, they, yeah, yeah. They didn't. I don't think they they had an official name for it, but no, yeah, it was, certainly a scale back. The official name. Yeah, yeah. But you know, from what I've seen, and again, it's it's based on on bloggers, um, which is fine. I mean the. You know, the videos that I've watched have been, have done a pretty good job, I think, of capturing it. And it seems, you know, fairly, fairly typical of the couple of times that I've been. You know, you've got the stained screen. It's only two areas, I think, this year, whereas previously, I think it was three. Um, got scare zones and uh, you've got the houses and there's a kind of similar quantity of houses to, to what you'd expect to see. Some some done better than others. Um, some I'm quite in, intrigued by. Uh, quite fancy the 
The Haunting of Hill House. Quite like the look of that one. Um, the Bride of Frankenstein. I thought actually that looked pretty good. Um, the um, Welcome to Scary one. That looked pretty good as well. And that seems to be getting some good feedback. Uh, so, you know, I think it looks... I think it looks interesting. Maybe, maybe it isn't quite what it's been in the past. I, I don't know. It's very hard to judge just looking at videos. And it, but it wouldn't be surprising. I mean, just given the fact that everybody's still recovering from COVID, um, you know, you've still got a shortage of people, a shortage of time to, to kind of get everything back to normal. Um, but it, it looks like it's most of the way back to normal, which is good. So I think that that bodes well for the future. Um, you know, in the videos that I've seen, there seems to be some pretty healthy crowds there. Um, I, I don't think healthy crowds is the right terminology, if I'm honest. Some well, of those, yeah, some of those okay. views look insane. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, no. given, given that this is fairly early on in the cycle and September is typically a quieter time of year for for Orlando... Um, you know, it, hopefully the event won't be a success because that obviously breeds future ex- events and investment in future events. Um, obviously, there's a lot of locals or relatively from from the relatively local area, different different distances from what we are used to in the UK defining local, but. You know, certainly you've talked about like Friday night, Saturday night being very busy and people getting drunk and, you know, that could be because you've got a lot of local people who, you know, it isn't just a one and done thing for them. If they've got a frequent fear pass, you know, they might be planning to go four, five, six, seven, eight, nine times, you know, so getting drunk and not really focusing on the houses as much as maybe we would, maybe isn't such a big deal for them, but... Um, yeah, it, it certainly seems to be getting off to a pretty busy start. Um, from a COVID point of view, I'm not sure that's great, but in fact, I'm pretty sure it isn't great. But um, yeah, it just and it's kind of interesting because I went away on a golf weekend last last weekend. Uh, we only went to Eastbourne, so we didn't go to Orlando, not the not the tourist capital of the world. Um, everybody was double vaccinated. Four people have tested positive with COVID out of 13 coming back from that weekend. Jesus. All right. Now, fortunately, the symptoms are just like a bad cold or a flu. Mm. Um, but the vaccine is still the right thing to do and the vaccine will reduce your chance of getting it. And if you do get it, will reduce the symptoms. Well, it's not protection. So you've just got to believe that things like Halloween Horror Nights and the Boo to You, whatever it is at, at Disney, you know, they are, there are, they are going to drive some kind of increase in cases. It's got to, just can't not, you know. But uh, yeah, just a little kind of anecdotal story there. So yeah, when you see the crowds and that, you think, well, okay, hope everybody's vaccinated. Yeah, I think I think the thing is as well is that, and we saw it a little bit uh, earlier in the summer when we had the Euro final, well the Euro competition in over here, and you saw the semi-finals and the final, and you had like that packed Wembley Stadium, 
which you know was full to capacity and that was the first time we'd seen big crowds like that yep. um and the weird thing is is that i mean obviously that, that's pretty bad you know everyone's like sat next to each other and whatever but i don't know when i was looking at the the queues to go into the, some of the houses at halloween horror nights that to me looked a bit worse I think maybe because there was so little mask wearing as well. Yeah, and but the thing is, it's, it's, it's completely optional, isn't it? Yeah, yeah well, yeah, because it's outside. Um, I think it's optional inside, isn't it, for guests at Universal? Mm, Disney haven't forced it inside again. You could be think, right, actually. I don't think Universal has. Yeah, I think you could be right, actually, saying that. Um, but, I mean, again, without turning this into a COVID podcast, you know, I think I guess watching the videos and stuff, it, I, I, I'm, I don't want to be there this year, but I'm looking forward to hopefully getting there next year. So it has given yeah. me a taste. Um, I am missing it. It does look good, whether it's you know, eighty percent of what it's been in the past or ninety percent. I don't, I don't know. But certainly looking at it, I'm thinking, hmm, I wish everything was back to normal, and I wish I could. I could go, and I'm looking forward to next year. Yeah, I I think the, and I think we talked about it in the last episode because we knew there was going to be plexiglass and we knew there were going to be masks used um, by the uh, characters and stuff during the event, and I think we all were in agreement that that was the right thing to do. What I would say um, against that though is when they're both being used. I don't I don't really understand the logic of people wearing masks when they're behind pe- plexiglass. And yeah. from what I've seen, it has much more of an impact than I thought it would do in terms of kind of not not taking away the scares because I mean that's that's a different thing but I think taking you out of the, the theme you know last year when I had Beetlejuice they did it it was kind of cute I thought because you know they were kind of you know Beetlejuice is a bit of a parody anyway and he was making jokes about the mask and, and blah 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 but this year um, you're seeing a lot of people behind plexiglass wearing masks as well and yeah, it ju- it it just feels odd to me. More more distracting than I thought it would do. Um, and I mean, I was you know I don't know when you were going out, Ryan, but you know me and Craig when we were looking to go, we would have been out. Well, we wouldn't have recorded this show. Uh, I'd have I'd have currently been sat in Jock Lindsay's having a drink before we going to the airport, if it had worked out as it had worked out, and now kind of seeing what's going on I think it was the right decision to well we I mean, we wouldn't have been able to have gone as it turned out but, but let's say that the restrictions weren't there and everything like that or we'd spent two weeks in Croatia before we went um, then I think it was I think I was, I'm okay that I've missed it now with what I've seen yeah I mean it's, it's really difficult for me actually because I I was I would have just come back from Orlando for, for my family trip, and then I was meant to be going in a couple of weeks for the 
a combined Walt Disney World 50th and Halloween Horror Nights trip. And obviously I'm sad that both of those trips aren't, aren't happening, in particular the one I would have just come back from where we've been taking yeah. my daughter for the first time. But, you know, it's going to be there next year or the year after. It's, I love, I mean, Halloween Horror Nights is my favourite Orlando event now and I've only been twice. So it's, you know, I, I do definitely miss it this year now that I know it's it's happening with all of the houses and they won't be doing those houses again. Or it probably it's, it's unlikely, I think, that they'll do those houses again. So that that part of me thinks, oh, it's a shame that I'm missing some of these great houses. But the other part is, well, you know, would I feel comfortable in, in those crowds at the minute, even though I'm double vaxxed? Probably not. So I'm kind of glad that it didn't happen. And I mean, the thing is, with with that, you're right. It, it's a problem that I've had some years as well. You see certain houses, or you see certain franchises announced. Like the the first year you went was the first year of Stranger Things. Mm. I was like, oh man, I'd love to have gone and seen Stranger Things. Now, Stranger Things was back for a second year, and I did see Stranger Things. Obviously, it was a different house, and obviously, it was focusing on a different season and a season that wasn't as good as the first one. But mm. regardless. Um, so you're always going to have that um, that fear of missing out, right? You will have a bit of FOMO if you're not going that particular year. Now, some people go every year, whether they're UK, whether they're US-based, whatever. So some people will go every year. But for me, you know, it's not an event that I would normally go to every year. It's normally probably like every other year. So I'm going to have FOMO every time. What's been worse with this one is that Beetlejuice was announced last year and I was looking to go. And then obviously the world changed. So I missed out on that. But they still had the house last year. Now they've gone back and they've improved that house a little bit and they've had it for this year. And I wasn't able to go this year. Mm. So that Beetlejuice is not coming back because Beetlejuice is a complicated IP anyway. Because any of these films that are owned by you know, companies like Warner's, they're much harder to kind of strike deals with than they are with some of the smaller production companies. So, you know, Beetlejuice was probably being planned for years before. I mean, unfortunately, Chris isn't here now, but Chris might have been able to answer that, how long it might have taken them to do. But that could have been, you know, two, maybe three years worth of negotiating to get that all signed, sealed and delivered, you know. Um while something like Texas Chainsaw, that's been at the event multiple times now. Yeah. And could probably come back in two or three years' time. And, and Hilting, Haunting of Hill House, to go back to Mr. D, that probably won't happen again. But because that's almost an anthology series, like they had the second they had a second series, you know, the like the same cast but a different different house. Um so there's every chance that you could get one of those shows, you know, one of those houses um, in a future event, like we've seen with American, American Horror, Horror Stories Story, or, yeah. Strange, or Stranger Things. And, so, and the Blumhouse, some of the Blumhouse movies as well. Yep, exactly. So, you know, it, it is a shame, but from what I've seen, yes, it. like with every year, there are things that I've seen that I think, wow, that looks great. And there are things that I thought, ah, oh, man that looks a bit of a miss and when you're there you're going to enjoy everything to a certain yeah. extent yeah. anyway right but um 
you know, I don't know if that's because they've had to work with restrictions. It could also be that, let's be honest, they might have announced that they were having Halloween Horror Nights this year, at the beginning of this year, or whenever it was. But nothing was certain. You know, they've, they've been lucky that they've got an idiot in charge of Florida. And he's so lax with everything that people have been able to do what they've been able to do, get away with what they wanted to do. When the COVID cases have been going up, they've like doubled down, haven't they? In terms yeah. of letting yeah. everything carry on as normal. So, yeah, definitely. I will say, one thing I have seen though, like the scare zones, I don't think have looked particularly strong this year. I don't know if that's because of like, if that's the, the IPs they've got this year aren't particularly strong. Um, I mean, scare, scare, scare zones are always an anomaly anyway, aren't they? But um, some of them just don't look, I don't think, even look interesting for me. The one thing I was kind of half disappointed with and half happy about is the, they, I saw them starting to install a Chucky area. And I was like, oh, they're going to bring back the, like the show where Chucky basically just takes the piss out of guests and <laughs> like, you know, insults them and stuff, uh, which, I, which I really enjoyed a couple of years ago. Yeah, and um, Jackie's one of my favourite horror series of films. Well, comedy horror, I suppose. Um, but it's just a photo op. I was like, mm, it's a bit of a shame. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Sometimes I think the scare zones don't kind of show up as well as you know the houses and in some of these like vlog videos. You know, I think they're. They're more difficult to kind of capture, I think. I mean, I don't. I think they are a bit lighter weight than than the houses, anyway. Hmm. I think. But I know what you mean. A couple of them, you think, mm, that looks okay, but I think the problem is the, the scare zones have is that they're often filmed during like five o'clock, six o'clock, when it's still light. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Scare zones don't come alive till the sun goes down for me. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. But the other thing, and and Craig kind of like mentioned this a little bit as well, but um, I. I personally think the obviously this is a big year. It's the thirtieth year, so you've got like a lot of the icons back from previous events. And Jackie is the king of icons. Mm. You know, he may not be everyone's favorite icon, but he's certainly in the top three of most people that you know. You know, ha- like the icons of of Halloween Horror Nights past. You know, he is for for some people though like the icon because he's mm. been the one that's been around the most. Um, and when we had him at, was it 25, I think the last time, um, he had a really good look, you know, the costume was, was, uh, you know, not, not exciting, but a bit more unique. Didn't look very much like a clown, looked quite different. Obviously the makeup and everything, you know, still makes him look like a clown, but his actual costume didn't. And this, for this event, and this is how I describe it to Craig, he looks like either Pennywise or he looks like David Bowie in the Ashes to Ashes video. Yeah, he does. It's that kind of like friendly, fun time clown. Mm. And I think the problem when you've got something like Pennywise, especially, is that when you have your clown character look like another famous killer clown character, it really dilutes the effects of that character. I think particularly when you think the Pennywise is... is- seen a huge kind of renaissance in the last since Jack we saw the last saw Jack. Yeah. With yeah. with the two most recent kind of reboot films. Yeah. That, that's what I mean. Like if if they hadn't have happened, 
it wouldn't have been quite so obvious because, you know, the original It was 1990, I think. And yeah. although it's mm. considered to be quite a classic, for a lot of people that would have bypassed them, but you could not ignore... Well, I say you couldn't ignore those last two It films. I have still not seen either of them. I just never got around to it. But, you know, they, they did phenomenal business at the box office. Everyone knew about them. Very good films, actually. They are worth a watch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I do want yeah, to. Good. I just hadn't. I just hadn't got a chance. To, I meant to. I was desperate to go and see the second one, so I was going to go and see the first, and then I never got round. I think I was on holiday when the second one came out, and I never saw it. So yeah, but um, but yeah. So but what I mean is that then made that character again super popular. Um, mm-hmm. so I think that's quite poor, and also, um, and this was in the icons house particularly. One of the and I mean, look, it could have been a bad run through and there could have been reasons for it, but the person I had playing Jack in that house at that time, the 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 wig didn't line up. The the look it looked like somebody doing a really bad cosplay of Jack. And the one thing in houses is that that's that's gotta be perfect. Mm. It can't look dodgy. Yeah. And it looked awful, looked really, really poor. Sloppy, and you know that's and I'm I'm not. The problem is with with all the people that put you know either work the event or put this event together, they put a lot of effort in. So I'm not saying this to belittle anybody at all, but if it doesn't look right or if it doesn't work, you can't pretend it's not. You know sometimes these things are unfortunate; it just doesn't happen. But yeah, I've seen a few things like that where it's. They've either not been able to find an act of the right size, or uh, they've not, you know, they've rushed the makeup and it's it's not like look right, or the costume doesn't fit properly. But either way, it then again distracts from what's what you're trying to achieve. Um, and I think that's a shame. And I've noticed it more from the vlogs this year than I had previous years. So I I don't know, I don't know, I don't know if it's because, again, it was so up in the air that this was going to be on that they had to kind of rush things through at the last minute or or what but all of that said i think we can all agree even though we can't be there it is good that they've been able to put the event on and as mr d said it's for them being able to do it now when it's looking like fingers crossed that we are kind of over the worst of it and that things will slightly be more back to normal this time next year, that's got to be seen as a positive. Yeah. We should be able to all enjoy this next year. Mm -hmm. And Universal will have time to be able to really put the event together that they want to, knowing that they're going to be able to do that as well. And not constantly having to check their back, are we going to be able Mm -hmm. to pull this off? Mm. So... Yeah. Um, was there any other kind of like news bits or anything that um, people wanted to talk about? Yeah, the only thing that I thought was pretty cool was uh, a Halloween Horror Nights spirit jersey, which isn't an official spirit jersey branded product, but it, I thought it looked pretty cool. It, it looks a little bit like uh, Freddy Krueger's jumper, but uh, it's got the Halloween Horror Nights kind of 2021 logo on it. $60, which is kind of standard for a spirit jersey-esque um, thing. But if I was out there, I'd definitely be buying this. I thought it was pretty awesome. I hadn't seen that. 
I saw because uh, Universal did. They don't do spirit jerseys, but they've got a jumper which came out, I think, last year originally. But it's just got the original Universal Studios Florida logo, you know, that mm. neon, um, and it's it's just printed on the side of this jumper, which I suppose if you buy it a size larger, will fit a bit like a spirit jersey. <laughs> Um, and I think that was about $55 or something like that so $6 isn't, isn't too bad I suppose for it but that's that's pretty cool um, one thing I, I did see not necessarily news but still something that I thought was quite interesting is uh, Waterworld is celebrating its 25th anniversary and I'm not talking the film I'm talking the uh, the stunt show over in Hollywood wow it's a really yeah that's so- you, you've seen him stay, haven't you? Yeah, yeah, a long time ago now, two thousand and eight. But you said it was good. The last time we were there, yeah, yeah, it was a good show. I mean, from what I remember, even two thousand and eight, you know, Waterworld had been around for a while. It came out in ninety five, I want to say. Well, so yeah, yeah, I'm I'm just amazed that it's lasted as long. I mean, it's a big set. You know, it's quite an impressive set. They've obviously spent a lot of money on it, but they've they've definitely had the money's worth out of it. Well, they've got it in Japan, I want to say. Yeah. It could be, could be um, Hong Kong. Mm-hmm. No, not Hong Kong. Where is it? They've got Singapore. Uh, they've got. Yeah. Okay. So they've got Japan and all that, and they've got yeah Hong Kong. And Universal they're just, Hong Kong, isn't it? Yeah, they're just opening up Shanghai now, aren't they? I mm, think so. But yeah, one of the Asian parts has definitely got it. I'm, I'm sure it's Japan. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure about the other two, but yeah, I'm sure it's Japan. Um, but yeah, and I mean, when that park first opened, which was like the early 2000s, again, you know, Walter World has kind of been and gone in terms of a cultural thing. But that stunt show proved so popular. They're like, yeah, we want this for our park as well. Yeah. So it doesn't surprise. It doesn't surprise. I've never heard anyone say anything negative about the the show. Not so much no. the film, but definitely the show. People love the uh, yeah the show. Um, also, uh, for those that are able to go, Dark Arts at Hogwarts starts on the eighteenth of September. Mm-hmm. Something I've yet to see, but really yeah, desperate to. Yeah, so that's good if you can go and see that. And just talking actually about Shanghai before we we go, um, because that's open. Oh, it's not Shanghai; it's Beijing, isn't it? Beijing, yeah. Okay, I think. Yeah, I think you're right. Um, so that that park is kind of like soft opening as we speak, but we've already seen ride footage from the Jurassic World attraction, and looks incredible. Oh, it does look yeah. amazing. Um, for those that haven't seen it, because I, I don't have the footage is still there. We watched the footage, I don't know, two or three weeks ago, maybe. I think. It kept getting taken mm-hmm. down and, and reloaded up. So I don't know if it's still available now or not. Um, and I'm sure it'll be, once once it's all officially opened, I'm sure that loads of um, footage will be available to see. But it kind of looks like a cross between the... Um, Countdown to Extinction Dinosaur Attraction at Animal Kingdom 
mixed with Spider-Man. Hmm. That's a pretty good way of describing it, isn't it? Yeah, I think I, I think so. It, it definitely looks like um, dinosaur on steroids. Yeah, hmm. it's kind of got it's it's got. I mean, the animatronics are, are really good. Yeah. So it's already a bit better than uh, Countdown's Extinction, um, and then it's got your actual ride footage like you would see on like Spider-Man or something like that. But the way that the sets kind of merge with that footage is really impressive. Like it looks very real, I think. Even on the crappy footage that we saw, do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, no, it does look amazing. But that is a ride I would love. And and, that, and again, that's the problem, right? That can't, that couldn't be brought to Epic because you've already got your Jurassic Island over in Islands of Adventure. So that ride, I can't see how we're going to get it over here. Yeah, that's a shame. Yeah, I can't see them building a Jurassic World area to Epic. No. no. Such a shame. Such mm. a shame. Um, we'll have right. to do an Asian Parks tour at some point. That's a good right. idea. We'll have to try and get... Um, I wonder if... Uh, Tokyo Disney Explorers going over there anytime soon. P Dub's friends with him. We'll have to get, uh, okay. get, get involved. Um, but we've had him on the show before. Um let's talk about Disney, not Universal, but yeah, it's about time we talked Universal with him as well. Um but yeah, I think I think that's it for news. there's not really been that much. I mean, hopefully, you know, the news and rumours that Chris had will kind of uh fill that gap. I think there's some yeah, exciting stuff on the table. Some weird stuff as well. That that minions thing, I just I can't get my head around a walkthrough attraction. It's cheap. They're just doing it on the cheap. I think it. I mean, it makes sense. Tie it into the movie's release. Get something new in the park for that year. But it's not going to last the test of time, is it? I mean, I th- Universal, so it might last five to five. Could last five years. It could last twenty. Yeah. The oh. only way. So mistake. Look at Waterworld. Well, yeah. Good yeah. last while. But it's, but it's a good show. It's a good show. Yeah, it's a good show. Um, the only way I can see that working like that is if it was a VR attraction. Because I was just thinking about it there and about what he was saying and everything like that and thinking about how stupid a walkthrough attraction would be. But I did that void. Star mm. Wars... Uh, attraction when that was touring the UK and that was 20 minutes of me walking around with a helmet on with a gun shooting at stuff and was one of the best theme park experiences I've ever I've ever had without being in a theme park yeah it's a fair point so if it was if they were kind of going down that route I could see it working but if it is just uh, a 3D kind of walk for attraction I think the problem with VR attractions from what I've seen so far is the, the, they don't eat up a lot of guests because of all the cleaning you have to do. It takes well, certainly so not time. now. No, it takes so much time to clean headsets between each guest. Like there's, is it Galactus in Alton Towers in the UK mm. where they just, they just did away with it because it was too much faff and it was just increasing wait times. And I mean, those... I believe those VR headsets were much lower. Oh, definitely, they're rubbish. Were they just? Were they just those? 
were they just um, Samsung phones in a VR yeah, holder? They weren't even proper ones. Like, so the Void was like proper. I think it might have been Oculus they were using. Yeah, yeah I think it was. But it was a proper VR helmet. Um, and yeah, I think when I did it, I think they were they were doing time slots like ten minutes apart, but they could only do two groups at a time. So they were probably the they were probably getting through about sixteen guests. I think it might have been groups of eight maybe smaller but let's say it was eight so they were able to get two off at the same time because of how they, they, they build so you could do two experiences at once so every 10 minutes you're getting 16 people through mm. that is not it's not theme yeah. park um no yeah but then I mean, but they were charging but that, that they were charging about 20 quid a go that's the thing yeah that's so how that money but exactly but the theme park mm. that's not going to wash no i agree with you though i think charging 20 quid a go <laughs> no, well, and then some. There's an idea. <laughs> Let's not give theme park bosses any more ideas, please. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what do you call it? Um, Enhanced VR. Thunderlane. Thunderlane. <laughs> no, no, it have to... Thunder Road. Thunder Road. Thunder Road. Yeah. Stuntacular. Just like, just like Bruce Springsteen would have wanted. Um, right. In that case, I think we'll wrap this episode up. Um, oh, actually, one breaking news thing that I was talking about with uh, Craig earlier as well is uh, the new Halloween film, which is a universal release and doesn't have a house this year, Halloween Horror Nights, is getting released uh, in the States at least, day and day on Peacock as well as at cinemas. Mm. So if you are a Peacock subscriber and you don't fancy going to the cinema to see Halloween Kills, you will be able to watch it in the comfort of your own home behind your sofa. That's instead. Be house next year, isn't it? Uh, well, they didn't... You hope they, so if it does well. well they did, but they didn't do a Halloween house, did they? That's true, actually. Mm. Maybe they'll combine the two. They do that sometimes, don't they? Well... The, th- the third part of the trilogy is due out next year, isn't it? So uh, you could be right. Maybe they'll do. Maybe they'll do what they sometimes do, which is they'll kind of do a house which has bits from all three films. Yeah, because like they bunched together. Because they did. There was a Blumhouse house they had, didn't they, a few years ago when the film hadn't come out yet. It might have been Happy Death Day. Thinking about it, they had Happy Death Day combined with. One of the Purge films, I think. Yeah, and I'm sure, I'm sure Happy Death Day was about to come out or was coming out during the event, but the house was open before the film came out, so people didn't really have a proper frame of reference. Yeah, I don't know if it was Happy Death Day, but there was definitely a when I went for the, my first year, there was two, at least two, maybe even three Blumhouse films, different franchises combined into one house. Yes. One of them was Purge, or the most recent Purge film at the time. Because I'm sure they had like a three-year run where Purge was there every year. And that, that was the last year, I think. Yeah. And and no Purge house this year, even though it was a Purge film out this year. So. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting times. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, so I said hopefully next month we will, if we can't, uh, 
won't name him, but if we can't get him on as a guest, maybe we can get some feedback from him about his thoughts about actually attending the event. Um, and, uh, yeah, I don't know what else will be in store. Who knows? Maybe some Epic Universe announcements by that time? Yeah. <sighs> Who knows with Universal? They're a funny, funny beast sometimes. Um, but thank you very much for listening. Um, we will be back next week with another Disney Parks and Beyond. And, uh, yeah, if you want to hear more about Universal, we'll see you in four weeks. See ya. See you later. Bye now. This podcast is part of the After Dark Podcast Network.